So this is Randy with my best shot at answering another one of these simple little questions <laughs> like what is most important in life? And by the way, I, I think I sent in the email um, Conan the Barbarian's answer to that was uh, uh, what was it? To crush your enemies, to see them fleeing before you and hear the lamentations of their women. I don't think that's quite the answer that we're looking for but I thought uh, you know, a lot of times you start a, a talk with a joke, so that's the joke. Um, so, <clears throat> the first thing I would start with is is my understanding of of how it is, or what's the standard answer from our two traditions. The most important thing in life, according to Christianity, I would say that's to accept Jesus Christ as your savior. In Zen, it's pretty clear that they, they say the most important thing in life is a meditation practice. And in my opinion, both of those in their traditions are very, very important. But I think both of them somewhat miss the mark. And, and I'll talk about that for both as I go through this. Not only in an effort to be fair, but I honestly do believe that both of them kind of miss the mark a little bit. Um, so, you know, again, to look kind of to start off at in a kind of a high level of abstraction in terms of looking at what's important. Well, I guess the first question is: is it is it beliefs or or actions or something else or what? Um, if we look at beliefs, I guess in Christianity, you know, that would be a belief, uh, believing that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and accepting that which I guess you could see is in action. But at a general level, beliefs are hypothetical. You know, a lot of people hold the same beliefs or say they hold the same beliefs and act on them very, very differently. The same beliefs can lead to different actions from different people. And the person acted upon does not really care about your beliefs, you know. Um, whether it's you do something nice for them or you do something bad for them, you know, to them, they don't really care often why you were doing that as much as that you did it, you know. So my first reaction is to say that the belief is not so important um, or not as important. And in fact, belief can be perverted. And, um, and, and I use that word very carefully. It can be used, a good belief can be turned to a very bad thing. You know, the most common example for, for modern America is 9 11, uh, the attack on the Twin Towers. That was belief driven. The people who did it thought that they were acting as inspired by their God. They thought they were going to be holy martyrs. Um, that was a belief driven action. And, you know, right now, a lot of American culture seems to love to uh, condemn. Islam and and the, the people who practice Islam, but Christianity has its own history of perversion of beliefs. The the Inquisition, you know, torture in the name of God, uh, the Crusades, conversion by the sword, saving the infidel souls by killing them, um, and so on. And again, to be clear, I think that's a perversion of Christianity. I think that is not what Jesus taught. But one of the problems with holding beliefs as being extremely important is that you can cherry pick if you're not careful. 
and I think a lot of people do this. They don't use religion as a tool for self-transformation. They use it to support their existing beliefs and prejudices by cherry-picking. You know, you can go throughout the Old Testament and you can find verses that say that a wife should be subservient to the man and that, you know, multiple wives is okay, as long as they're not sisters, apparently. Um, that homosexuality is an abomination and so on. You can find quite many that justify behaviors that we consider uncivilized today. I mean, you know, just in the recent decade, there were Christians who beat gays to death um, uh, because they could say, well, God hates gays. You know, I don't know exactly how they deign to, to know what God thinks, but, you know, they, they cherry-pick these, these uh, verses ignoring what Jesus said was that the most important thing was to love your brother as yourself. And uh, the, the problem with um, belief-based laws in general, and you saw my previous letter about that in response to uh, the, the book The Case for Character, where the problem with that is that not, a, not everybody believes the same way, so uh, you're going to have problems finding common ground. Um, the other thing I think is a problem with belief-based systems where you believe uh, uh, an afterlife is more important than the current life. That means that you're, you're not, you know, you, what you do now is not as important. Taking care of the earth is not important. Um, taking care of your body, perhaps, to some is not important because the physical body is, is not not uh, um, important or taking care of somebody else's physical body like those who believe in faith healing instead of modern medicine you know that's that's fine for you but what about the other people that have to live on this earth that the people who don't think it's important are not taking care of they're kind of raping and pillaging the planet or what about the children who who die because the faith healing didn't solve their simple medical problem um, so I think there's a lot of problems with a belief-based you know, criteria of what is most important. And I know I've been doing a lot of, of Christianity bashing or, or uh, Abrahamic tradition bashing and that, believe me, you know, next I'm going to talk about Zen as well. So the other option in my mind is actions. Are actions most important? Well, I that's my basis. I think that action is more important. You know, a good action has good results regardless of belief. If you go out and feed the homeless, they don't care if you're if you're a Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, atheist, you know, uh, a Red Sox fan or whatever. They don't care if, as long as, as you're feeding them, you know. Uh, same thing, if you, if you kick somebody in the streets, they don't care what your reason was, they just don't want you to kick them. Um, more importantly though action is the manifestation of belief if you have a belief system that encourages you to act well well it's great to have that belief in your head but it doesn't help anybody until you act upon it action is the the fulcrum for belief so to speak um, and the manifestation of it um, and to talk about some of the the problems, you know, where I said Zen fell short is that 
I feel, I feel like Zen does not, a problem with action is that inaction is a problem, not doing anything. You know, it's all well and good to be, to be saved or to be enlightened. Um, but if you're off in a, in a cave somewhere as a hermit and not doing anything, well, that's not good either. Buddhists, uh, I think, have a problem, and Zen in particular, with too much navel-gazing, as it's called. Um, not enough practice. Now, there are reasons for that, and they talk about that, that you shouldn't go out and do things until you... How can you go out and bring peace to the world unless you have achieved peace? How can you go out and, and defuse the anger of others if you can't defuse your own anger first, and so on? So there, there's a lot of good reason for that, but still... That's one of the problems with uh, with Zen, I think, is that there's not enough focus on precept work, how to implement the Zen in daily life. So that, you know, in, in comparing what's more important, beliefs or actions, in my mind, it's very, very clearly actions. But still, you've got to think about what determines your action. And then I come back to, well, is it some high-level abstraction or belief in, in God or Jesus Christ or heaven and hell or reincarnation or karma? Well, again, that's kind of highfalutin, hypothetical stuff. I think if you look at the teachings of Buddha and the teachings of Christ, it's very clear your basis for action should be compassion, which actually is exactly what you said in your email. You don't need me to tell you. Um, you said, is it love your brother as yourself? Um, I think if we look at the life of Christ as an example, he didn't condemn sinners. He didn't go to Old Testament passages to, to condemn tax collectors and prostitutes and, and homosexuals and, you know, whatever. He accepted and comforted each and every human being regardless of their, their state of sin um, and the same thing with the life of Buddha. You know, he, he achieved the state of nirvana. He could have just found a hermit cave somewhere and, and enjoyed his, his blissful state for the next 30 years of his life. But instead, he chose, out of compassion for others, to spend the next 30 years in a very difficult life of traveling as a penniless monk, walking all over the Indian subcontinent, um, teaching uh, what he had learned out of compassion for others. So, you know, by the examples of their lives and of their teachings, um, I think they're telling us that compassion is the most important basis for action. Um, and again, to, to look at the Christian and Zen aspects of that, I, I talked before about meditation on Scripture. And I think one passage here that, that I that I meditated on back when I, when I did that was the passage where Jesus says, the only way to the Father is through me. And if you sit with that for a long time and you think about it, what does that mean? You know, the common interpretation in America today is it's kind of a... Um, you know, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, I was I was literally locked in a in a cleaning closet with a guy who was firing, holding a Bible and firing verses off at me, and I realized he wasn't going to let me out of that closet. I was a young teenager then, 
until I said I was saved. So I said I was saved with about as much conviction as a teenager can muster. And he, he smiled and pumped my hand and let me out. And, you know, everybody was smiling and nodding, another soul for God. And I'm thinking as soon as I get out the front door, I'm never coming back in here again. Um, uh, you know, if that's what through me means, then that's one thing. But, you know, another way to interpret that is through my example, through life as I have lived it, teaching you how to live it, um, through example could be an interpretation or a meaning of, of what he was saying there. And, you know, I think that, my interpretation is that was what it means more than just, you know, saying, okay, you're the man, but that's me. And the same with, with Buddhism and with Zen. Um, there are eight parts to the Noble Eightfold Path. Only one of those is meditation. Now, meditation is crucial. I've seen that in my life. You know, meditation has helped me with all the other aspects of the path to understand them, to realize them, to implement them. But still, it's only one aspect of the path. And Zen focuses on that one almost to the exclusion of the others, the others being implementing uh, the the six perfections in your daily life um, right action right speech and so on the other parts of the path um, I personally think that I would very much appreciate to study the uh, Vipassana tradition and Theravadan Zen you know in addition to the Zen tradition of Mahayana Buddhism excuse me because uh, I think Theravadan Buddhism I meant to say instead of Zen but um, you know, there's just limited availability. I don't have that chance. Um, but in my personal life, I try to emphasize the other aspects of the Eightfold Path a little bit more than traditional Zen teachings would have you do. So, to answer your question, I would say the most important thing is is action, the implementation of your belief system through the filter of compassion that is the most important thing in life. Um, if you're compassionate to other people, they're not, you know, it's not what you, how, your motivation for doing it, your belief was secondary. If I'm a good citizen in the world, you know, uh, that, I, that I work and pay my taxes and perform charitable acts and I'm active in my school and my community and whatever, and I do it because of Zen and you do exactly the same thing and you do it because you're a Christian, you know, the people in your community are going to benefit either way. It's going to make the world a better place either way. Um, and it, so I guess that's the answer for me, is that it's action based on compassion is the most important thing in life. And uh, another answer, so I started with uh, Conan the Barbarian's answer, and I gave you my long-winded answer, and I'll close with a children's book answer. There, as you know, there are, there are tons and tons of movies and TV shows and songs and books and all that for Christians, for you know, Christian children. There are very few for for Zen, but there are some that are really really good. And one is um, oh gosh, I've forgotten the title, but the author is Muth M U T H, and 
there's a boy. All, all the characters are animals except for the boy. And the boy, he's having that exactly that question. What's the most important thing in life? And he kind of, he's asking his friends. Uh, there's a monkey and a stork and a dog. And and he asks the monkey, you know, he asks them different questions. What's the most important time? The monkey says it's to to plan ahead. And he asks the stork, you know, what's the most important um uh, person or something like that, and he says um, the 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 bird who can fly highest because he's closest to heaven. I'm sure I'm getting the story slightly wrong. And then he asks the dog, "What's the most important thing?" And the dog was a lot like Conan. It was you know to run with the pack and to fight. You know the, the most important thing to do. And he was the boy wasn't satisfied with these answers, so he went searching and he went to ask the wise old turtle. And he goes to ask the turtle, and the old turtle's digging a garden and. And he's very old and it's very hard for him. So the boy helps him to dig his garden. And the turtle thanks him and they, they're going to go into his hut. And a storm blows up and, and they make it to the hut. But they hear, hear a, some, some yelling outside and he runs out. And there's a, a, a panda bear who's been injured in the storm. He drags her in um, and nurses her. And she comes to him and says, oh, where's my baby? And he realized that she'd left her baby out in the storm. So he goes running back out into the storm, gets the baby, brings the baby in. And after all this, this tumult, um, the storm goes away, his friends come up, he can finally ask the turtle, and I said, but he never answered my question. And the turtle said, you already know the answer to your question. The most important time is right now. The most important person is the person with you. And the most important thing is the thing that you can do at that time with that person to help that person. You know, as in helping to dig the garden or helping to, to bring them in out of the storm, things like that. So, to me, the big thing is action. That is where, that's where the rubber meets the road. You know, you walk the talk. All these kinds of sayings that, that make that point of, you can believe all you want all day long, but it doesn't mean anything to others, maybe it does to your immortal soul in heaven, but to others it doesn't mean anything until you put it into action. And that action is only going to be helpful if it is driven by compassion for others. So I hope that makes sense. I hope uh, this was a compassionate action, and I hope it it helps.